Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Hey, you guys. We have a really fun, interesting episode today. So first and foremost, thanks for tuning into Bravo Happy Hour. Love you. Mean it. First news that I have to talk about is the amazing new series I'm doing with Cara Berry from Everybody's Business But Mine. Our first episode of our Mommy Dearest series came out this past week. I teased it on Mommy's episode last week, which again, if you guys haven't heard that, go back and listen. But we are now deep diving into the creepy mother-daughter relationships of our favorite Bravo celebrities. Where else would we start other than with Dee and Deandra Simmons? Like, there is no relationship on Bravo quite like it, and actually ever. The two of us talk for about an hour all about Dallas Housewives, their relationship, their history, and everything in between. So definitely check that out. Next month, we are doing Candace and Dorothy from the Real Housewives of Potomac, which also, finally, we have a release date, August 2nd. We'll be talking all about this on episode 118, coming out on Tuesday. A uh, little spoiler alert, Grant Rudder is the guest, so freaking subscribe and get a goddamn alert, because you know that's going to be an amazing episode. If you haven't heard in the past couple weeks, my real job is kind of killing me right now. I'm working on a ton of really big projects, so I've been a little bit <laughs> pressed during the week, but... I was lucky enough to go onto my friend Liv's podcast. She is a recent college graduate. We went to college together and she reached out to me after she heard me speaking at an alumni panel at our old college. And she's a young podcaster. She started an amazing show called We Get It Girl. And she invited me on a couple of weeks ago to come on to talk about myself, my podcast, my life, my journey. We talk dating. We talk about everything. So I want to give you guys a little teaser here and then would totally encourage you guys to head over to We Get It Girl and listen to the rest of the episode. I didn't keep any of the juicy dating stuff in this episode because I'm trying to throw my girl a bone, no pun intended. (laughs) I'm going to kill myself. People also have been telling me they laugh too much on my show, so I'm going to laugh less. So, (laughs) no, nothing funny over here. So, (laughs) now I'm getting in my head. Anyways, enjoy my little interview with Liv. It's really fun. You get just to see a different side of me, and I always love being able to not talk about Bravo. It's quite refreshing. All right, enjoy the show and please, please, please check out everyone's business but mine, my show with Kara, and then head over to We Get It Girl and check that out. 
for the rest of the episode. Thanks. Enjoy. Bye. We get it, girl. We get it, girl. We get it, girl. Girl. Hey, guys. Welcome to We Get It, Girl. My name is Liv, and today I'm here with a friend and fellow podcaster, Megan. Hi, Megan. Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This is so fun. I love coming on other people's show, and I actually believe I'm a better guest than I am host, which I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But... So my side note, so I guess I'll start with that because that's more interesting. I have a podcast called Bravo Happy Hour. It's like a new show all about Bravo. We're actually going to YouTube, baby. This upcoming week is going to be like my YouTube debut. Oh my God. It's exciting. It was supposed to be this week, but I love to self-sabotage and had a meltdown in the middle of the recording. Um... So once that happened, I was like, fuck this. YouTube is next week, baby. (laughs) So that was a fun little turn of events. Um, Yeah, so I host the show and it's been really fun. It's been like about a year and eight months, which is ridiculous. And that's like really, that's like really good, really long. It's really long. It's like too long. Um, (laughs) And then (laughs) I'm like not resentful of it at all. so I do that for fun. And then my real job is I'm a producer at New York Media slash Vox Media. So I produce content for The Cut, New York Magazine, Vulture, Grub Street. And now since we got bought out in November, I'm working on Vox articles and Curbed and a lot of different other brands. So that's kind of like my corporate suit life, which is, is you know, is paying the bills is paying the bills i'm happy and i'm grateful to be employed especially in this time but it's definitely not really what i want to be doing so it's been exciting to work on the show and actually be gaining success and it's like i feel i am a like compulsive quitter like i quit everything so like having a show that i haven't quit and i'm like oh my god had someone just told me when i was like eight years old and trying to play the viola like if I just don't quit like maybe you'd get good my friends were like oh we don't have to drive you to a lesson we don't have to pay for your fucking strings like can I curse on here yeah 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 um so you know I always just quit and so the one thing I didn't quit I'm like wow okay (laughs) the future (laughs) I mean honestly though like people all the time like that start stuff or I've had people come to me and like oh like how many viewers do you have how many listeners and I'm like honestly that doesn't matter because I just want to keep going and not quit like this is something I love to do like I just want to keep doing it <laughs> so I think that's like that's the heart of it and I think that's what listeners want yeah you know so many people are given podcasts it's like the biggest most annoying thing in my life when I look at the charts of the people I would be comparing myself to And it's like this nobody reality star from fucking The Bachelor season 13 starting a show and they get like a ton of listeners, immediate ads, people producing it, people editing it. And they can't respect the labor of love that like small independent podcasters have to put into making a show that people don't listen to sometimes, you know? literally. (laughs) So it sucks. It sucks. But- I think like with consistency and passion, like those two things shine through to listeners. And I think that's just what differentiates shows. Yeah. And I like, I want to talk about how we met because I think it's interesting. We both went to the same college, um, Marymount. And I, 
realized, <laughs> I realized that when I was at the alumni um, panel, you were there, and I was sitting next to my friend, and you said, like, oh, I have a podcast, blah, blah, and this is when I was kind of just starting, and I turned to him, and I was like, I need to talk to her, and he was like, why? And I was like, she has a podcast, like, I need to talk to her, and then I, like, hit you up on LinkedIn. <laughs> but I love that, like, it shows, like, passion and drive and, like, a fearlessness, because you know, some of those people on that panel, not to shit talk my alums, my fellow alums, you know, they were fucking boring and they were like so fake. They were so fake. And I, you know, to a fault have such a big mouth and I have no problem, you know, saying my truth and and helping people and actually meaning it where I've been to those types of panels and, you know, you'd hit someone up and they just never fucking respond. And it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm so bitter, but I, I've been there and I've been there. And it's like, so when anybody asks me to pick my brain or to get coffee or whatever coming on this show, like it's my pleasure because it's like I give back so that you can give back to someone else. And like, that's how people grow. And that's how, like, that's how you network. And in a genuine way, like, I don't want to go to some fucking event and like network with people in suits. Like, that's not me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, talk to a bunch of college kids who are oftentimes in similar situations like that's fun like that's a good way to connect and actually create lasting relationships yeah and I think that's kind of what I talk about like on this podcast it's really like maneuvering through your 20s whether that's dating or like getting a job an internship writing a resume like I don't know all the all the things I think about and I'm like this is so cool to talk about because I literally met you through like an event but then it even got cooler. We got coffee and then you literally took me to record a podcast and I was like, this girl's sick. Like, she's so cool. God, I, that was so fun and so random. I was like, want to come? And you were like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then I think that even pushed me, like I came home, I saw my roommate and I was like, you'll never, you'll never believe the day I, like I just had. And she was mm-hmm. like, why? And I'm like, I just like sat in on a podcast in a studio and had no idea that was going to happen. It was like so cool. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think you need to open yourself up to having experiences and then great things will come. But if you don't put yourself out there and send that like LinkedIn message, if you don't go to that event, if you don't do the things, then you're not going to get a little bit closer to what you want. And I've been so, I've, I've fucked up, not fucked up, but I've not taken advantage of so many opportunities in the past. And I would like, say no to a situation or whatever and then for two years like beat myself up about it like for the dumbest reasons and then you know now it's like I always just try to say yes because you never know and like you never know anything like whether you're going to meet the love of your life at this event or whether you're going to meet your next boss or your next person who's going to change your life like and so I try to just like say yes yeah when but I'm also a homebody. So before quarantine, I was already kind of prone to saying no, but but it becomes, it depends on the situation, of course, but yeah, but you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. I think that's like awesome advice just to like give to people who are even starting out, especially now it's like, people have said like, do you think this is appropriate time to like reach out to people? And I was like, I think it's the best time. Like people are so willing to talk to someone and like, you know, 
just go on a Zoom call or something or like answer questions. Like, I don't know. I think it's like the best time to do it. And they were like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, yeah, just you got to reach out. <laughs> Everybody is sitting their ass at home. That's why when like certain people in my life or people aren't responding or they're saying no to coming on my show, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what's the reason for saying no? Like, and I, I don't ask, I don't press. I just keep it pushing and put them on my list of people who said no. Never mm-hmm. forget. Um, <laughs> such a bitter little bitch. But, but it's true. Like, everybody's at home. Everybody's dying for connection. And sometimes I've thought even, like, during the past two months, I'm like, why do I have this stupid show? I talk about people on a reality show. This is so fake. Like, this is so not real. And then, like, you know, you get DMs from people who are like, thank you so much for making this. Like, it really made me laugh or it really brightened my day or I was taking a run and listening to it and, and it was awesome. And, and like, those are the things where I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah, like, the content that I'm craving. I don't listen to my own fucking show. God knows. I would never. But, you know, like. <laughs> I don't listen to my stuff. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I edit my own thing. And even editing, like, I am so lazy. But, like, I crave content for my favorite content creators. And if they stop making shit, I'd be like, what? Right now? Like, this is when you're going to stop? Like, you selfish bastards? Like, what? We're all home. And so, if anything, I was like, great, I'll do more shows and I'll start a YouTube. And now I'm in, like, video editing hell. So That's awesome. Made my bed. <laughs> Can you kind of, like, tell us, I guess, like, we'll talk about, you know, your, your day gig and, like, how you got into that. But first, how exactly did you get into podcasting? And I think you said if I remember correctly, you had one in like college or something. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a show. It wasn't a good show, but it was a show. Um, Yeah. So I think when I was like, I'm trying to think of like a timeline when I was studying abroad my senior year, my fall of my senior year, I was like hanging out with my friends and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to start a show. Cause I used to, do you know Chelsea Peretti? She's like a comedian. Yeah. She's like a random, but she used to have this podcast. It was the first show I ever listened to, and she was so weird on it. And I thought, like, she would do, like, these calls, and people would, like, call into this hotline, and she would just, like, cold call listeners and just have, like, these stupid conversations. But it made me laugh so hard, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I want a show. Like, I just want to, like, talk shit with my friends. I just want to have fun. Like, I want to do something creative. Like, I can't draw. I can't sing. I can't like do other, like I can't do other creative things just physically because I just can't. So I was like, I have to find like an outlet. And so my first show is called I Know You Didn't Ask, which I still love that title. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
title and I still own the domain. So one day I will do something with it. <laughs> but that. it's such a good name. It's such a shame that the show was just such trash. <laughs> so I started doing that. And then probably like six months after I came back. And then that lasted, I think, like, I think it was 23 episodes. I got to 23 and then I stopped because it was just too much work and I wasn't doing it consistently. And I was also like drunk and high and ripping cigarettes the whole time. And like, it was just terrible. Like it was so fun because like I had friends on and we would talk about Hollywood stories and scandals and it was fun, but there was just no structure. There was no, there were not, there were no, there was no backbone to like make a good show. Mm. So then about a year and a half later, I started another show under the same title, doing the same thing, but I had a co-host and that didn't really go well because evidently I'm a dictator. So I, I don't play well with others in a creative sense, which I, I knew before going into this, but I thought like, oh, you know, maybe if I could split responsibilities with someone, like it could be more fulfilling for me. But again, I'm a control freak. and so. You know, the whole thing was like, I choose the four stories and you choose four stories. And then I wouldn't like her four stories. And then I would like, you know, be a brat. Like, and and it just got, it was too much. And so stopped that one. I think, I think that one got to 18, a whopping 18 episodes. And then I took a year off and I really like started reading about podcasting and really like learning more of like the insights behind it and like how to produce a show properly and how to engage audiences in a, in a meaningful way and to get people to listen and, and how to find that niche audience. And, and that's like what you're looking for. You're not looking for the masses because that's impossible. And so you find your weird niche of listener and then you really just kind of hone in on that. And so I found, I'm like, well, Bravo is my favorite thing ever. Mm. I was really fearful in the beginning because no one in my life watches Bravo. I have my aunt and like a couple girlfriends. And so I was like, okay, fuck. Now I, I only have four guests I can rotate through, you know? So that's, that's an immediate barrier. And so I was really nervous about that. And then I was like, you know, fuck it. Just start it. Just start it. And honestly, like, which never happens for me, it was just kind of like an immediate success thing. Like people just immediately started listening. Nothing had been done like that. And I'm a total, total, total nerd. Like my Marymount business degree does come in handy sometimes, Ooh. but you know, you're like noted. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but I ended up like doing like a full competitive analysis of every other podcast out there talking about Bravo. And what I kind of did was like, I wrote the show. I wrote how many co-hosts wrote what days of the week they come out. I wrote how their average episodes are, how frequently they are, are they consistent? And then the deeper psycho in me went through negative reviews and I started reading, what are they doing wrong? So I could do those things right or be mindful of them at least. Like you're not gonna do everything right and trust me, I've got some gnarly reviews. <laughs> People aren't, not everyone's a fan. So don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm in that category. So I kind of just really honed in on the, the niche mm. and then like, how can I fit in and be different? And so I started a new show about these people, which no one was doing. And now every fucking Tom, Dick and Harry who watches Bravo is trying to start one. Back off. <laughs> but, like, back off, bitch. But, you know, so now it's like, you know, 
a really great show and it's established and it's it's awesome but yeah now like i was just saying 70,000 other people have started new shows and so now it's at a point where like you know how how do you excel i mean it's it's not a competition but yeah. at the end of the day you are competing for people's ears yeah There's only so many hours a day and so there's 30 other great shows and they're all great and they all have their different spin, but what is going to make someone listen to yours over the others? And that's kind of like what you're trying to find. And, and as I've gotten kind of through this and gone through ups and downs, it's like, you know, trying to hone that voice and trying to understand like why anyone would want to listen to me. And then, you know, coming to certain conclusions where this past week, it was a really difficult episode because there was a lot of talk about race and there was a lot of like, there was just a heavy discussion and I felt so insecure after. I was like, I'm not smart. I don't know. I don't know how to talk about race in this way. I'm a privileged white idiot. Like, you know, I, how do I do this? And then, like, it dawned on me. I'm like, bitch, you're not Malcolm X. Like, you're not a fucking, you know, you're not going to be able to express yourself in those eloquent of ways, talking about really heavy topics. Like, and then I was like, your show is fun. Your show is silly. It's talking about what's happening. It's not going into the deep, deep roots of things and, and analyzing to such an extent where it's like no longer fun. And yeah. that's like when I was putting this pressure on myself. I'm like, I want to be woke. I want to know everything. I want to say the right things. And then I'm like, I can say the right things, but still be funny and still have levity and still give listeners a good show, not like NPR. Cause God knows I, I have like a fourth grade reading level. Like, you know, so it's like, so finding that and even this week, like, so far into it I'm, I'm realizing these things and I'm like oh wait like the voice of the vo my voice isn't that person so I'm killing myself to be this person when that's not what anyone has ever asked for or wanted so yeah. it's 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 interesting as you kind of develop yeah and I think that's such a good point like I have friends that say like oh why don't you talk about this or why don't you talk about that and I have to constantly say like you know those are great things to think about but that's not we get it, girl. That's not my voice. That's not what I would normally want to discuss or whatever. I'm like, I need to have like a niche podcast. It can't be for everyone. So like what you said, that's amazing. And like, I agree with everything. Like you have to just be your own person and, and genuine. That's how you stay genuine on your podcast. Totally. And it's, it's quick to not be genuine. And like, I like came into this article with all of these notes and like, it just wasn't me. And so it got to a point where I was like, this sucks, right? My guest is like, what the heck are you saying? You great ignorance. And we've been talking for an hour and 10 minutes. Now you're saying this sucks? Like, well, and, he, and, and even that, it was just like so unprofessional. And just, it was like, I, you get in your head. You get in your head as a creative. And as a creative person, we're so sensitive. Because it's like, don't be mean to my baby. Like, don't yeah. say anything about my baby you know it's that feeling of like I worked so hard I created this thing so don't be mean you know and when people mean write mean things it, it starts to get to you and it's it's crazy it's like and I'm like I just want to have fun because people are like she says like too much I'm like bitch you try to record yourself for an hour twice a week and see how many times you say like we'll put a little ticker on the top and we'll yeah have. yeah a little counter I I think the same thing when I listen and it's always when I'm editing things, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I didn't say that. And I always, when I'm agreeing with you, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Now everyone's going to like listen to this and be like, oh, she does say that a lot. <laughs> but like, oh, I mean, I will say like, I've had to train myself to not say certain things. Like 
one, like I say like tuh instead of two a lot. And so now I'm like very aware of it, but like my likes and my ums, I'm in editing basically being like, like take that out, um, take yeah. that out, take anything out. But I say, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, a thousand fucking times. And I say it and I say, so, and so like, uh, it's just, it, it gets mind numbing. And I yeah. can't wait to go. I can't wait for this girl to now edit my audio. So that's, that's like what I need to make some more money to pay her. (laughs) I think that's like, I want to kind of go to how do you, how do you stay motivated with the podcast? And you touched upon a little bit, but even what has it taught you about yourself? Uh, You know, I think it kind of is really eye opening to hear yourself talk, to hear yourself just be yourself it is difficult it's really difficult and especially when you know I fly off the handle like you know and so that and that's what makes this show really fun is that I am super passionate and I am really quick-witted and can easily kind of be myself but sometimes being myself isn't like the best look and and <laughs> it's and it sucks and it and I'm not saying like I you know I'm not I'm just saying, like, a couple weeks ago, like, I was in a really bad place. Like, this whole thing was happening, and I didn't know if I was going to get furloughed, and I just was so incredibly anxious and worried about moving and money and and just a million other things. And I went on my show and whatever, had a great episode, but I was going back and editing, and I didn't have any qualms before going into, like, the editing, because usually if I don't like a show, trying to get me to edit it is just crazy. This isn't fucking impossible. I'm like, oops, I deleted the file. Guess we're going to have to redo it. <laughs> but I'm so lazy. I would never even do that. I would just like throw it up and be like, oops. <laughs> but um, I went on like a four minute rant about a girl on Vanderpump Rules. And I just ripped her an absolute new asshole. And like, it was so it was so aggressive and so like jealous and insecure and everything I was saying was like targeted to myself in a way. Like I was seeing things in her that I might not be crazy about in myself. And so listening back, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like you need to, you are a negative bitch. Like that is not cool. Like that is not who you are. Like that is not how you think. And that's, and that was how I thought, you know, in the mood, but like, that's not who I want to be. And so having this like weird, you know, close to like 300 hours of audio of myself on the internet, like, and editing every minute of that, like, it shows you sides of yourself that you don't want to see sometimes. And, and that's kind of been a growing thing for me. And, and it's been great. You know, I have guests come on who, who disagree with me or, I have a guest who comes on and I'll say something so flippant about whatever the situation is. Like, I don't give a fuck, like whatever. Like I, I just, I, I will, I'll make fun of someone too much. And then they'll come in and say like, well, I don't think that you're giving her a fair chance and X, Y, and Z, and maybe look at this perspective. And in those moments, I'm like, oh my God, this is why I do this show. It's because your brain and thoughts can be very myopic and you can only really see the way you see things. But unless you're having dialogues like with different people, not just like-minded people, not all my girlfriends who think the same way as I do and don't call me on my shit 
Whereas my family who has similar sense of humor and kind of mindset, like you have to, talking to strangers will do that to you. And, and I found that super beneficial and yep. sometimes not always for the best, but, but I think it's always, it's always best to at least address some of the shit you're kind of going through, but it, it'll come out on the show. That is for damn sure. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this little teaser and maybe got to learn a little bit more about me because I feel like you guys only know about me through the lens of Bravo Happy Hour, not through the lens of being like a human, breathing, millennial, living in 2020. I was about to say 2021 because my brain has just automatically wanted to go there. But if you guys want to hear the rest of this episode, head over to We Get It Girl on Pod- on Podify. Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Women supporting other women is super important. She is a great young podcaster and I'm so excited to see where she goes in her career. But Bravo Happy Hour listeners, head over there, check out our episode. Let's give her some numbers. Let's give her some good ratings because she deserves it. And anybody else starting a show, please reach out to me if you ever want me to come on as a guest because I love doing podcasts and this is really fun and giving back to other people in the industry is really fun and super rewarding. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.